welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. Oh yeah. Tomorrow night's going down. It's the beginning. It's where the championship starts. Everything's for real. All the hard work. All the time. All the podcasts. Blood, sweat, and tears. I'm ready to go. Are you ready to go? Is it that time? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. That's right, I'm ready. Woo. The season is here. It's upon us. I am Dynasty Rich. I am your host. Today of the Dynasty Nerds Podcast. Today I'm here all by myself because Matt had other obligations. But guess what? The season starts tomorrow and we are here for you. So like I said, all the work that we've done is ready to pay off. It's all ready to start and get going tomorrow. Tomorrow night we have real action. We have CJ Anderson out there. We have some players on the field. Cam Newton, the number one fantasy quarterback. He's going to be out there. We have some players ready to go. And again, this is where it all starts week one. Is it important? Heck yeah, it's important. Every win counts. How many times have you not made a playoffs because of one win? That's right. You know, I'm talking to you. You're out there. I've been there. Every point counts. How many times have you missed a playoffs because, you know, man, I just made that one bad start and. You know, if I just had 10 more points, this turd in front of me wouldn't have made the playoffs. I would have won. If I would have got in, I would have won. Look at my monster weeks, 13 to 16. Well, you know, it happens. It's, it's fantasy football. But, uh, you know, where every point counts and every win counts, there's no reason to get your panties up in a bunch. If you lose week one, it is just week one. doesn't matter if you start off 0-2. You know, just stay, stay focused, stay committed, do your work. Do the research, and you'll have a really good chance to come out on top. Um, you know, I've seen it where people start off 0-4 and come back and win championships. Stay on top of the waiver wire. Make sure you're paying attention. Every little move where it may be little can turn into big things down the road. Don't be afraid to snag up a guy who might just be, you know, dust in the wind and has no fantasy relevance for the whole season but he puts up a big game or he's utilized in these first couple of weeks and people are like, ah, he's just, he's just an after, afterthought. You know, we all have guys at the end of our roster that we could drop for a good opportunity. Maybe some age veteran guys somewhere along those lines. We just want to make sure that you don't let anything slip through the cracks and be like, ah, you know, I was going to pick up Tim Hightower at the end of the last year and I didn't. Shame on me. I could have been a champion. That's right. You could have been a champion but you weren't monitoring the waiver wire. It's, it's really hard, um, you know, to win when you can't stop other players from grabbing those waiver wire players or just adding that talent to your roster alone. The waiver wire is key. Now, it depends how deep your league is. You know, if you have a 30-man roster, I like how we like to run it, 
then the waiver wire is still slim pickings. But there's always guys on the waiver wire. Always. And there's going to be some surprises this year. There's going to be some studs that come out of nowhere. And we are going to be here every step of the way to help you target those studs and get them on your rosters. Some news and notes. We're looking at, you know, Sam Bradford, of course, gets traded to the Vikings. And does this hurt Jordan Matthews a little bit for the Eagles? Because now that Carson Wentz is going to play. Yeah, it hurts a little bit. It does, but Jordan Matthews is still going to be a target machine, so it doesn't really throw me off of Jordan Matthews too much because I'm still he's still the number one receiver there. He's the one that Wentz is going to be thrown to. Huge boost to Ryan Matthews at running back and Darren Sproles. Again, Darren Sproles, the forgotten man. He was on our sleeper episode. Uh, expect him to get a, a really big boost too. If you need that running back, just like we said in the sleeper episode, Go out there and target Darren Sproles. Get that guy on your roster. Philly's going to need him. Ryan Matthews' percentage of getting hurt has risen just because they're going to have to crowd the box on him. He's going to run the ball a lot. He's going to get a couple boo-boos. Hope he has a lot of Neosporin and Band-Aids in the medicine cabinet. He's going to need it. But behind him is Darren Sproles, and he will be utilized this year. Would not surprise me if Darren Sproles finishes the year as a wide receiver, too, a la Danny Woodhead was wide receiver three overall but he will be utilized they're gonna have to keep ryan matthews fresh again i love ryan matthews week one against the browns i mean he should run for five thousand yards he might break the all-time rushing record in week one it's a possibility folks it's a possibility the browns defense is that bad ryan matthews if, if he's your running back three that's where you have him right now bump him up there start him week one he's a must start over many names ryan matthews get on there Sam Bradford going to Minnesota, it's a nice boost there for Stephon Diggs. Or not boost, but at least to maintain that value. Uh, If you can get a rapport going with Sam Bradford, that's going to be great. Stephon Diggs still the number one there. Laquan Treadwell listed as the number three with Charles Johnson listed as the starter above him. It's still going to be the AP show. He's still going to be the man there. Sam Bradford just got there. He doesn't know the playbook. The playbook just looks like a coloring book to him right now paint by numbers they're going to simplify it for him but norb turner's there he's done that before he did it with uh like peter king wrote in monday morning quarterback that you know he did that with bernie kozar when bernie kozar went to dallas they restored up they simplified the playbook look for him to do the same thing with sam bradford uh this does not help his fantasy value whatsoever does not help his dynasty value whatsoever just kind of keeps it the same but ap still going to be ap Again, I think the Philadelphia Eagles get the biggest boost there. Um, Jamal Charles in Kansas City doesn't look like he's going to play week one. Kind of a little shocker coming out there. that He's just not ready. And Spencer Ware looks to get the nod. And Spencer Ware is a guy that we've been preaching here for months now. He's the one that we liked uh, ever since they even re-signed him. Before they re-signed him, we were preaching Spencer Ware. He used the back they own, not Charkandrick West. Now he gets the nod for the start week one. Jamal Charles will be eased in. Still look for Spencer Ware to be the goal lineback. Somebody you may be able to acquire is Spencer Ware. Uh, hopefully you acquired him months back when we were preaching his name. But look for him to start week one and be in fantasy ad set. And he should be able to be utilized for throughout the season. Might finish, you know, is there a chance for him to finish as a running back too? Absolutely. But he even finishes a high-end wide running back three. That's still good value for Spencer Ware. Definitely for somebody you can get for cheap. Um, both him and Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, obviously, drastically cheaper. 
But even though we talked about him last week going out there getting him, I'm just going to reemphasize that point and trying try to get Darren Sproles for that one-year push. One-year push. Give it that 17 third. Do it. Do it to win. Do it to win. So as we enter week one here, um, more news is that, you know, Thomas Rawls isn't going to start or at least get worked in as well. So look for Kristen Michael. That's right, the Kristen Michael to probably get to start there, split carries with Thomas Rawls. And if Kristen Michael beast out there, he has a chance to steal a little bit more carries than we thought. Um, It's definitely a situation to monitor and monitor closely. It could hurt Thomas Rawls' value slightly, but I still look for Rawls to get back in there and to be a solid running back when he get there, be a full go. Remember, Thomas Rawls did average the most yards after contact last year. So even though Kristen Michael is averaging 5.4 yards per carry going into this, it's still Kristen Michael. He's still, even though he had that last couple of weeks there in Seattle, it was solid. I'm still not a believer in Kristen Michael as a full-time running back. And I, I still want Thomas Rawls to be the guy I want out of Seattle. But it really is a situation we need to monitor and monitor closely. But he will not get all the carries going into week one. Now, in more news, Austin Safarian Jenkins listed as a co-starter. Been talking about this the whole time through. Cameron Brake might just end up being the starter. I don't know what it is with Austin Safarian Jenkins, but him and the coach and staff do not get along. They are not BFFs. They're not writing. They're not texting. They're not Snapchatting each other. They're not friends. It's that simple. So Severian Jenkins might be somebody that we might have to look at down the road uh, as another team's value. His his stock has pretty much plummeted just because of opportunity. I mean, they're really not putting this guy in a position to be a fantasy asset until he gets out of the doghouse. Now, he is talented, but again, a situation we need to monitor. Cameron Brait looks to be the starter there in week one. Also, we have Devontae Parker. Not one, but two. Two hamstring injuries. Two. And the hamstring injuries, we always talk about how they're just reoccurring. And Devontae Parker just can't get over this. I mean, Devontae Parker just can't stay on the field. I got a couple offers for somebody, one of my leagues, trying to trade me Devontae Parker uh, today. And he asked me, he's like, well, are you just not interested? And I said, no, I'm really not interested. And this is coming from a big Devontae Parker fan. I was preaching his name coming out of Louisville. You know, the whole 80-inch wingspan, doesn't drop footballs. He's a talented football player. But when it comes to fantasy football, the best ability is reliability. And you cannot rely on Devontae Parker whatsoever right now. It's a long-term play, yeah, but still, show. I need, I need you on the field. I need you on the field to show me that you're a long-term play. I drafted you to give me numbers. Coming into year two, I know year three is going to be your breakout year, but I was looking for a little something, something on the side. Come on, Devontae. Come on. Get in shape, buddy. Protect those hammies. You need them. You're a wide receiver. Get out there. So look for Jarvis Landry to be the man. Be the man. Again, target machine. Uh, I still don't see Leonte Carew having any fantasy relevance uh, going forward this year. So Devontae Parker, until he gets on the field, it's going to be a Jarvis Landry show. Aaron Foster's going to get a little boost there as well. But, again, Devontae Parker hurt still to start the year. Came on strong last year, but listen, I need your full year, man. Reliability, man. Come on. You're making Kenny Stills be be an option here. 
you're better than Kenny Stills. A lot of people are better than, better than Kenny Stills. But Kenny Stills is now a fantasy option. Do you start him week one? No, I'm not, but you can. He's out there. I mean, Devontae Parker's listed as a starter, but so is Kenny Stills. And again, Parker, I mean, people, like I said, people are trying to trade me him right now, and I'm saying I'm not interested right now. What a bad time to try and trade Parker. He's a hold. You shouldn't be trying to. Nobody's going to give you fair value. The guy has played, been on the bench more games than he's played. Still a great long-term play. Still has some really great upside. But if he can't get his took us on the field here soon, he's doing a little drop in my dynasty rankings. I want to bump him down a notch. Take him down a couple's pegs. Show him what's going on. Maybe a little, maybe a little uh, negative reinforcement for Devontae. You know? Sometimes people need that. It's all how, how you deal with different people. Devontae, you go sit on the bench. You sit there right now. Don't, don't look at me that way, Devontae. Your hamstrings have been acting up, and I've had enough. Now we've got to force Kenny to get out there and face Seattle's secondary week one. This is a poor excuse not to go out there and face Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman. Devontae, get together, man. We need you. We drafted you very high in our dynasty rookie drafts. And to you, may that be important. But us, it's everything. Get with it, soldier. In other news, Justin Forsett got cut and then re-signed by the Ravens as everybody was preaching. Uh, who's going to be the starter there? Terrence West, Justin Forsett, going to see significant carries. It's a whole hodgepodge of nonsense over there. Just like they had a million tight ends, a whole bunch of question receivers. We don't even know what's going on with the running game. Baltimore is a mess. I'm saying Kenneth Dixon is going to be the starter. Right about week six. I think right around there. I know he's got to come back from the MCL tear. Maybe week six, maybe week seven, somewhere around there. Kenneth Dixon. Kenneth Dixon might be a nice time to buy low. He just tore his MCL. He's not going to be playing. He's out for a while. Maybe get boost at 17, 16 first from your 17 second. Where there'll be good picks there, but I still like Kenneth Dixon. And maybe you can get him for if you're a contender for a late 17 second. Maybe somebody's just frustrated. You never know. Throw an offer out there. Maybe, maybe somebody you don't want for Kenneth Dixon. Because right now his name's going to be silent for a couple weeks. And I like to try and just jump on guys like that. Just Most people are going to be savvy enough to say, hey, dude, I just drafted this dude seventh overall. I'm not giving up on him just before he plays this snap. But some people are going to be like, oh, man, this guy towards MCL. He's never going to be good. There's people out there that think that way. I've seen it with my own two eyes. So maybe throw an offer out there, an offer that would benefit you, that you feel like, okay, I'll give this up to Ken Dixon. I feel good about it. It doesn't have to be a 17-second. Maybe it's a player on your roster. At the back end, that other people value that you don't really value. Maybe it's Kenny Stills. <laughs> He's starting week one. Hey, I'll give you Kenny. He's out there week one, man. Starter. Number one, uh, number two receiver. Never know. Kevin Garnett said the best. Anything is possible. So we are getting into week one. Starts tomorrow. It's Thursday. And then we got to wait a couple of days. We got a whole slew of shows on uh, or games on Sunday. I have my first show. My own first show on ESPN Cleveland Radio on Sunday. So if you want to tune in on uh, the TuneIn app and hear me talk a redraft for an hour, I'll be on at 8 a.m. on ESPN Cleveland 850 WKNR for an hour. Yeah, buddy, Matt Fontana. We slew in all kinds of redraft knowledge. Uh, so that's something you could do, a little pregame action. I'm going to come home. Juan's going to make some glorious chicken wings and we're going to have this big feast and me and Matt and some buddies. We're going to watch the Browns and Hope for the best, as we always do, because it always doesn't end up too well. Because we never win opening day. Does your, fo- does your favorite football team win opening day? 
because mine has, does not. It's won once since like 1999 versus the Ravens, and I was at that game. Walked out, felt feeling like I was going to Super Bowl. My team does not win opening day, so it's always a bad way to start off the season. I'm more reliant on my fantasy teams to win. But just like the Browns, when they lose week one, I don't give up hope, even though hope has been lost way before week one has even started. It's just in fantasy, you should give up week one too. Take your punches, keep rolling with it, put in your best lineup. You know, week one is really one of the easiest weeks to really get out there. Uh, you want to put your best lineup in. Don't have to get too cute. This is what you, you, you know what your best lineup is. If you have four good receivers, maybe play matchup. You have a certain amount of good running backs, you play matchup. Put your best lineup in there first couple weeks. Again, these really the early weeks, the best advice you can really get is just pay attention to the waiver wire. The most moves are going to happen in the early weeks of the year. You're going to see guys and how they fit into the team. New guys like Eli Rogers for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where does he fit in? Where's Curly fit in? Where's where does Terrell Pyre fit into the Browns offense? Where's Kristen Michael and Thomas Rawls? How are they going to split those? What's going on with the Baltimore running back situation? What's going on in Baltimore, period? Who's going to be the number three receiver in Green Bay? Is Jared Cook going to be a viable option? I think so. Who will be the number two in Houston? What's going to happen with Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch in Denver? I'm paying close attention to that, see where that follows to. Definitely when Simeon starts off cold and Lynch get in there. Might be a tying up we can get Demarius for cheap. I mean, his stock is his is just dropping out left and right. This is a guy that's going third round in redraft leagues is where he is. And it's a guy that you might want to be able to target. As he gains his rapport throughout the season, he should be able to get better and better as the year goes by. Kind of happened a couple of years ago where Demarius started off real slow and then finished extremely strong. Pay attention to Denver. What's going on there? Make trades. Follow guys that you like a lot. You guys that you know are good that have slow starts. Make trades. Find people in panic mode. Pay attention. Pay attention to other people's rosters. Keep making trades. Throw them out there. Try to better your team. Always try and better your team throughout the season. It's important. It's very important. Throw those trades out there. You never know when somebody's going to say yes. Stay inactive. Paying attention to your surroundings. It's not just watching the waiver wire. It's watching other teammates, or not even teammates, but other people in your league, too. See what they have going on. Just a couple clicks through there. Um, So-and-so gets hurt. Okay, who has so-and-so? Is this a hole for them now? Can I capitalize on this opportunity? Can I throw them a trade? Are they desperate? Desperate Desperation's a stinky stench. It's a stinky stench you can capitalize on. Maybe that's the time you get some of those 17 seconds I was preaching about. Maybe get finagle a 17 first out of it. Uh, you know, people want to win. I always want to win. I'll give up a first sometimes if I feel like it helped me win the championship if I have an injury. Take advantage of situations that, like that. Make offers. Maybe somebody says no. doesn't hurt to ask. Maybe they counter. I've made trades to people, and they've told me no, and they've countered with me with guys I like a, a trade that I wouldn't even think of. Like, yeah, poof. That's a worse trade, but that's what you want. Yeah. I'll give you I'll give you a couple pennies for a dollar if that's what you want. It's good to stay active. It's good to look through other people's rosters on top of the waiver wire. You know, if you have a thousand leagues, then you know, it takes a little bit longer. If you have a couple leagues, it's super simple. Super simple. 
every point counts. Every boy, every win matters. Uh, we have 12 weeks to use to get to where we need to get. But it is a long season, and I'm excited. Um, I don't like to jump to conclusions week one. So like I said, even though there's going to be players that come out and like, ooh, you know, uh, so-and-so, Rashad Green for the Jacksonville Jaguars scored two touchdowns. He's going to be the number three there. Alan Hearns is out. You know, those kind of conclusions. Don't get crazy now. But sometimes the craziness pants off. Sometimes people think, you know, hey, this guy's crazy. But meanwhile, he was just a genius the whole time. That could be you. You could be smart. Smarter than average bear. Get with a yogi. So let's go through a couple guys in week one that we might want to start that you maybe not be considering to start. You know, the not so obvious starts. You know, we talked Kenny Stills. Is Kenny Stills somebody you might be able to throw out there? He's going to start week one. Yes. Yes, he is. Kristen Michael for the Seattle Seahawks. Somebody you're going to want to throw out there week one. He is running, he is running one upside going on here. Now, with Thomas Rawls being iffy, he can have a solid game week one. And, I mean, he's playing the Dolphins. They have a good defensive line. But, again, he's going to be out there. James White, New England running back. You know, last year with Dan Lewis out, White was in there. He was averaging 47 yards a game. He was averaging four catches a game in place when Deion Lewis was hurt. So he's going to score some points. And now that Deion's out, he might be able to get you 10, 11, 12 points. James White was on our sleeper list. Charles Sims. Some of you might want to get out there week one versus the Falcons. Falcons defense is boo-boo, okay? Charles Sims has relied heavily on the passing game, and Charles Sims is looking to produce week one. Depending on your running back situation is and matchup-wise, Charles Sims is a really good start week one to get out there. I like Charles Sims a lot. Again, Spencer Ware for the Kansas City Chiefs, going to start in place of Jamal Charles. I want no, no part of Jamal Charles this year. I'm sorry. I'm hoping he comes back and he beast out week one and then I can get rid of him. Get a good pick for him. Get a good player back for him. A uh, couple of wide receivers. You know, Steve Smith for the for the Ravens. Hasn't done anything in the preseason. Still come back from injury. But still, they need that receiver. Him and Joe Flacco do have a rapport. Steve Smith could be a sneaky start. And hey, here's the Browns next week. So we'll be talking about him next week versus the Browns. Um, Rashard Matthews. Tajay Sharp's out there. Across from Rashard Matthews, and Rashard Matthews is the number one. Still, not a lot of respect. Still, not the best receiver in the world. But somebody you could throw out there week one if need be. If need be. Sneaky starts. But he's, play, he's facing a tough matchup um, versus the Minnesota Vikings. At tight end, you have Jesse James for the Steelers. It's now the time to jump on him. A little outlaw. Zach Miller for the Chicago Bears. You know, after Martellus went out last year, he had, a, he had a nice little end of the season run there. He was scoring double-digit double points, I believe. And then um, Virgil Green for the Broncos. Trevor Sivian may be looking to dump it off, and Virgil Green, the athletic tight end, might be the one that could benefit from that. Now they got Emmanuel Sanders, and we know they have Damaris Thomas. They have C.J. Anderson, but maybe, maybe Virgil Green could get a little piece of the pie out there. Situations on monitors. So those are situations I'm keeping my eyes on. Guys like that, how do they proceed? What do I seek week one? Can I make a move for these guys while they're cheap? Those are all bottom-of-the-roster guys that might be able to produce this year. Jesse James, Virgil Green, 
Zach Miller. I didn't even mention Zach Miller in my sleeper podcast. I should have done that. Steve Smith, old, could be cheap, very cheap out there in Baltimore. We talked about to him. What's going to be going on with CJ Anderson, speaking of that, in Denver? How much play does Devontae Booker get? Will be a passing down back? Ronnie Hillman got the boot. Didn't even mention that to begin this show. Ronnie Hillman, see ya. Have fun. I didn't even mention Bishop Sankey getting cut. Oh, I did not do that. But I made the joke. I called that last week on a podcast. I said, when David Cobb was going out, I said that Bishop Sankey was waving him down saying, hey, don't leave just yet, man. I'm about to need a ride. Sure enough, somebody needed a ride. Hope he's not out there hitchhiking it. Bishop Sankey. You know where he is now? New England's practice squad. Uh, Turdford. Well, he'll be there for a while. Uh, and, you know, Brock Osweiler and Texans. What's he going to do? Who's going to be that number one receiver? Two receiver? It's going to be Will Fuller. Everybody's coming at me like, hey, you you sure are wrong. Will Fuller and uh, Derrick Henry both look great. And I'm like, yeah, Derrick Henry looks pretty good. Will Fuller, he looks all right. You know, he's got how many balls he catches per game, how many drops per game. Reliability. The best ability. I don't rely on either of them. Derrick Henry's in split carries. And again, I never, I think I've already said this, but I don't hate Derrick Henry. I just don't like his long term outlook in fantasy football. I don't see no five year play. I see a little hashtag two to two year window there. Maybe two to three year window on Derrick Henry at most. I'm get out real high. So I hope Derrick Henry comes in good and does well. I'll trade it for a 17 second. I mean, look how good Nick Chubb looked. Give me some. But, anyways. We're here. The moments arrived. Uh, now again, I mean, we've spent an all year talking here to get to this point, and now that we're at this point, it's like ah, I got nothing to say. It's we're ready. I mean, you should be ready. We've been listening to these podcasts since the Super Bowl, since the season ended. We've been putting the work in all year long. The work doesn't stop, but we're ready for this week. We're ready for tomorrow. There might be the last couple of questions you might get. Of course, you could throw those at me on Twitter at Dynasty Rich or hit up the site at Dynasty Nerds or at Dynasty at Dynasty Matt. But we're ready. That's where we need to be. I hope you're ready. Shouldn't be any major questions. All the work we've gotten to this point. That's why you do it. Go in there not all all tensed up. Sit down. Relax. Root for your favorite team. Root for those fantasy teams. Root for those dynasty teams. I'm ready. I feel like I've been ready since the end of the season last year. But it's exciting. It's exciting where your new team's gonna take shape how it's going to transform itself and at the end of the year how many players you're going to like and how many players you're going to dislike it all starts week one baby so i'm ready let's get into it a little shorter episode this week um but again i'm I'm here for you on twitter keep me up at twitter at dynasty rich like i said get on the site get on the forum get on com. hope you guys are all rocking those dynasty nerd shirts uh week one way cooler than showing up in a jersey Again, let these people need you. Let these people know you mean business. Collect those high fives at a rapid pace. But let's get into it. Let's see how it goes. We'll have tons to talk about going into week two. But as of right now, we should be all set. If there's any last minute, minute decision you have going on with your roster? Again, just get at me. Email, Twitter. We're here to help. But in the meantime, let's put all that work we put into and let's get a good. The quest for the title begins now. We're going to help you get there. We rise in the top. We're going to plant that flag on top of that mountain with the big Dynasty Nerds logo. And people are going to look at him like, wow. 
That's the coolest flag I've ever seen. I'm going to high-five that mountain. We're going to see high-five mountains. That's what we're going to do. Champions, we do whatever we want. High-five anything we want. You just high-five that mailbox? I sure did. I'm a champion. Pipe down. Nerd. So, in the meantime, like I said, get on DiceNerds.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can always buy DiceNerds t-shirt. You can always leave us a rating review on iTunes. Short and sweet. Short to the point. I think I said everything I had to say. But again, we'll be back next week with Matt. Action-packed. We'll have a million things to talk about. We'll go the full hour. We'll probably go more. Until then, good luck. Good luck to everybody. Good luck to all the September Madness people out there. Hopefully the brackets will be up today and finalized. I'm still working on that with myfantasyleague.com. I know I'm pretty much toast. I have no tight ends uh, in those leagues. So I'm a little trouble in September Madness. And once we see that September Madness 1 and 2 get up, I'm getting tons of emails on them. Uh, we'll get September Madness 3.0 and 4.0 launched too. Uh, we'll do a couple. You know, we start one week two. So if you lose one in week one, you can start again in week two. We'll do one again probably in week three. But we do look to open more September Madness for people like me that drafted their team two months ago, and they're they're screwed. Like our friend Colleen Cassidy, who had Mark Sanchez and Teddy Bridgewater, Mark Sanchez and uh, Tony Romo, something along those lines. Yeah, Romo and Teddy Bridgewater. It's over, Colleen. Root for a better football team. So we'll be opening those back up. We'll make an announcement on that. Again, just making sure that those open smoothly. Good luck to everybody. Remember, I think there's $1,000 on the line if you win that. And a Dynastinger t-shirt. Psh, living large. You can buy a football team for that much money. Huh, we'll see. So good luck to those people as well. We'll come back and let you know how uh, Matt and I did in September Madness round one. But we'll also hopefully be open to another one. So until then, good luck to everybody. Good luck to your NFL teams, unless you're playing the Browns. Then, of course, I wish you uh, terrible luck. Go Browns. Go all the Dynasty Nerds fans out there. And go Team Rich. Talk to you guys next week. Later. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.